This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast contains some language that may not be suitable for younger listeners. Listening discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And in the world of strange and paranormal news, Amazon is testing a new Alexa feature that could mimic the voices of dead relatives. Now this was at a conference that they have, I guess, yearly or every few months, and they were discussing the idea of having dead relatives or dead people be the voice of the famous Alexa. Now that's a little bit on the creepy side. I don't think I would be personally okay with that but this is something that Amazon is testing out. And in other news, now this goes along with something that can go around cryptids or strange animals that you're sighted or even the sea creature uh, idea that people believe there are these cryptid sea creatures, but a Burmese python weighing 200 pounds was caught in Naples, Florida. Has to be Florida, it's always Florida. It is known as the next level snake. This thing was 17 feet and approximately 215 pounds when captured. That is extraordinary, extraordinary stuff. And if you are in Florida and see something like this in person, you would think that it's something cryptid. We've only seen in the movies, like the movie Atacanda, something like this, and this was actually discovered in person in Naples. And then we have a 661 pound stingray named the heaviest freshwater fish in the world. The giant freshwater stingray found in Cambodia's Mekong River clocks in at 661 pounds, breaking the previous record held by a massive 646 pound catfish. Now this is all crazy stuff, real world animals, real world sea creatures that could be easily misconstrued as something cryptid because of the size. Now, when we're discovering things like this, it just leaves the open mind to figure out that we might have not stumbled upon everything. And if we see something this abnormal, not only can it be regular animals pushing the boundaries of breaking records, but possibly other things could be out there yet to be discovered. Stingrays at 660 plus pounds, 17 feet atacondas or Burmese pythons in the, in the, in the state of Florida. And this is not even South America. Could just imagine what could be found in South America where we have other reptilians and things like that roaming around and the Amazon rainforest is not the easiest traversed rainforest out there there's a lot of things that can kill you and there's a lot of forestry so we are discovering some crazy things and that was the news and the strange news on this episode of the say what again Billy podcast now I am very excited to do this episode um, because of the fact that we have well, myself and my friend Claudio, we set out to rejuvenate a paranormal research group that I once had. Now, I'm not going to 
go over everything and talk about the whole gist of how we came about it because it was on previous episodes. But in a nutshell, I had Claudio on and we were talking on an episode and we came about that we missed doing this. I missed doing this and it's something that Claudio has always wanted me to, to do. And we wanted to go out. He knows I have the equipment. He's into this stuff. We like to be scared. We like that adrenaline rush. And we are believers in the paranormal to a sense where we 100% believe there are things going on that can't be explained. We don't see often on regular TV. You have to go to certain networks and certain apps to see the things. It's not talked about, but if you go out there to a dinner and you conversate amongst your friends and family, a story will come up that something was seen, something was felt, someone saw a UFO. Everybody and almost everybody, 8 out of 10 people, have a weird story of things they can't explain. And this is something that myself, my friend Claudio, and two individuals that helped me out on a recent investigation feel mutual uh, amongst one another. And we love to do this stuff. And we recently went to a place that I've investigated years ago because of more reports and more threads and uh, blogs that we've read. And we were able to conduct this investigation just last week before Father's Day. And I wanted to, in this episode, review um, what we did step-by-step on the investigation, what we used, how we went about it, and our conclusion um, to the investigation and the rejuvenation of my paranormal research group, the IUH. So the group was something I did many years ago with young friends, and it stopped because life happens. And we have recently rejuvenated it. I went to my aunt's where I stored all of my equipment. I took everything out. And brought just a few things on the investigation. So on Saturday, when I got home from work and finished up the chores, I checked in with everybody. It was two people that I am allowed to name because they went on the investigation with me. My friend Mike and my friend Joey, who was on an episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast in season one with Mysterious Construction. Now, we all have, like I said, common interests in the paranormal. And... We went to Van Cortlandt Park, which if you haven't tuned in to previous episodes or you're a new listener, Van Cortlandt Park was the site in the late 1700s, 1800s of revolutionary battles and, you know, um, historical events. And the Stockbridge Indian Massacre happened in the grounds of Van Cortlandt Park. Now, if I remember correctly from research, Van Cortlandt Park is, I believe, the second largest park in New York City. The first would be Pelham Bay Park, which is a gigantic park. And if you are a Bronxite, you will know very well about Pelham Bay Park and also the park where we conducted the investigation, Van Cortlandt Park. These Native Americans were massacred by a revolutionary British soldier from the revolutionary time in an area that was not supposed to be a battleground massacred the Indians. His name was John Simcoe and he left the native American bodies there until the weather and wildlife was bringing the remains of the native Americans to grounds that were inhabited and the people took it upon themselves to bury these native Americans 
finally days later properly and constructed. Now, I don't know when the construction of the monument went up, but there is a monument and that was constructed where the Native Americans were quote unquote buried. We went to Van Cortlandt Park last Saturday, which was the date, was the uh, June 18th, the day before Father's Day. And I picked up my friend Mike. I had all the equipment ready, flashlight. I brought a Gauss meter, which is an EMF meter, um, a multimeter, a newer version digital, a cell sensor, another EMF meter. So pretty much everybody had one. My phone, which can be the best piece of investigating purposes when it comes to the paranormal. And it gives you the ability to video record, audio record, and take pictures. Um, a flashlight and a thermometer that is in the shape of a um, handheld device and you can point it at areas and within a three to about six foot radius pick up temperature changes. And we parked at Van Cortland Park at 10 o'clock. Joey came um, straight out of work dressed in a suit and tie and we met up at my car and walked the open field, which I do have some pictures up there to get to the tree line to find a trail to take the trail where we were hopes to be completely by ourselves, which I'll give you a spoiler alert. We 100% were by ourselves. There was absolutely nobody in their right mind on the trail at that time of the night with us. We were completely by ourselves. Now, um, it's not completely lawful to do this. There was no um, law enforcement there to necessarily tell us to walk away. Um, people have been doing this. If you go on YouTube and other threads like on Reddit, so on and so forth, people do take these trails at night. Uh, I watched a video recently on YouTube where three younger kids, one had went by himself and then went back with a couple of friends. Uh, the video was well done. I don't have the skills to do what this individual did, but they pretty much scared themselves and came across somebody on the trail. I don't know what time of night it was. It was dark. It wouldn't. It was the fall or winter. It got dark quick. There was no leaves on the tree. So I can come to the conclusion the video was filmed when it was the fall or winter time. And um, they did a good job editing it, but they pretty much in the whole video, 25 to 30 minutes of it, scared themselves because they were out in the woods, which is a normal human reaction to get afraid of the dark and being in the woods. Now, when we went to the tree line after passing the open field, we did find a trail. And our goal essentially was to find the monument where the Native Americans, the Stockbridge Native Americans were buried um, and try to take pictures and conduct EVP there. Um, we went to the trail first because we wanted to go into where we were at a site more into the woods and able to record and get away from the city. Now, when we got onto the trail, there's a kind of lake or pond over there. And I would say about a half a mile away, maybe a mile, there is um, the Mashaloo Parkway. So to be honest with you, you can hear the cars and you can hear the traffic from the parkway on the trail that we were on. So it wasn't really necessarily the most quietest for us to conduct EVPs, but we did our vet, our best. Now, I would say 15 minutes or so onto the trail, um, I did my first EVP. 
And while doing it, we kind of found on the trail an open spot that looked out into a swamp or marsh area of Van Cortlandt. And the beauty of Van Cortlandt Park is you're so close to the city, but when you get onto the trail, it's like almost like you lose yourself a little bit and you're in an area of the park where you feel like you're more upstate. And I said, this is the perfect spot to do our first EVP because in paranormal research, elements and nature background can kind of help manifest paranormal activity. And we stopped and told Mike and Joey how EVPs work because Joey, even though he has an interest in the paranormal, has, I can firmly say, has never been on an actual paranormal investigation. It's something that's new to him, um, despite the fact that he has vast knowledge in categories within the paranormal. And I told everybody to remain silent and don't move, don't walk. And if any noises are made to announce it, that this was you. Um, At the beginning of every EVP, I gave the time and what audio it was. So obviously on the first one, I said this is the first EVP at 1030 at night and started asking questions. Now about a minute and change into the first EVP, out of the corner of my right eye, peripheral vision, I saw a ball of light. Now, one of the reports to Van Cortlandt Park is that besides from seeing some figures walk, which is kind of less reported, there's an uneasy feeling of being watched and there are balls of light that people see. And I happened to see this ball of light and I told Mike and Joey that I seen it and within the commotion, I stopped the EVP and continued to tell these guys, hey, you know, this is this is what I saw. Now, of course, I was the first to see it. So now, you know, these guys may think I was joking around or whatever the case may be. But all in all, I did see something. Now, we all three of us, we don't go into something, and I never did, trying to go there and, and catch something. We go to see what's happening, and which most investigators do is try to figure out a rational explanation to what just happened. And being that I saw a ball of light, which was... I would say half a dollar, silver dollar size, maybe a little bigger, and was completely white, our first thought was that this is possibly a firefly. And when we walked down the trail and walked away from our original site where we saw this light, Mike was the next person to see the light. And he said, I saw it. It was white. It wasn't green. It wasn't yellow. And at that point, we all jumped onto our phone to do a Google search of fireflies. Now, I've lived in the Bronx 35 years. And I've always seen fireflies in the middle or end of July to the end of the summer. I've never seen it earlier than that. That's to my knowledge, my recollection. Uh, I also have never seen a firefly light up white and disappear so quickly. Fireflies usually tend to light up and you could see it for a couple seconds and then, um, you know, try to catch it or let it be. We all went to our phones to do a quick Google of fireflies where we read that fireflies light up yellow or green and it lasts for a couple of seconds. 
So through, because of our phones and through research, real quick, on investigation, we kind of thought that, okay, this, this can't be a firefly because it's a ball of white light. Now, at one point, we had seen, all of us, a white light and tried to do recordings. And now the trail, for the most part, the trail path was about six to seven feet. And to the right, to the left, there was just forest. And you don't want to go off the trail because the shrubbery was overgrown. And to the left was, most of the part was a fence. Even to the right was a fence because there was a golf course that the trail runs nearby. So we didn't really venture. But where we saw it was eye level, about seven, six feet from eye level, standing off the trail, looking forward. I had seen one a couple of times, kind of knee level, and it was in the shrubbery. So we're on the fence now about what it could possibly be. And we're still seeing the white light. And at one point, we all saw it and continued. Right before we got... Now, we're about an hour and change into the investigation. Right before we approached a overpass, which is... Now we're in the Westchester-Yonker border from the Bronx. Um, we all saw something. And we saw it like a little bit above eye level. And we got kind of like, you know, a little spooked out, a little crazy about what it possibly was. Um, so what I'll do is I'll actually try to play the audio of that and let you guys get a listen to our reaction. All right, we are back live here on the trail. Something definitely going on the trail. Um, something's going on. We keep seeing what appears to be these lights, and they're white. They're not yellow, they're not green. They are white lights, which is what is said to be caught um, or witnessed by people that walk Van Cortland Park. Now, we happen to be here, it is pitch black. The only light is the flashlight right now, and our phones, when we turn it on, we've walked this trail I would say what, about a mile and a half, mile. Now I'm going to show you how pitch black it is. We are coming up to a light. Let's see what that is. This is where we go to the overpass. We're right near the overpass. All right, we are back live near on the trail. Something definitely going on the trail. Uh, we keep seeing what appears to be these lights, and they're white. They're not yellow. They're not green. Sorry, restarted. So they are bear with me. White lights, which is what is said to be caught um, or witnessed by people that walk Van Cortland Park. Now we happen to be here. It is pitch black. The only light is the flashlight right now and our phones when we turn it on we've walked this trail i would say what about a mile and a half mile now i'm going to show you how pitch black it is okay so this is uh again i it restarted i had to press keep watching um is. we're at the point where we're coming up to the overpass the marshall parkway yonkers westchester border right there Right there. I might have caught that on camera right here. Here's the reaction. 
I know there's a light there, but I saw a blink right in here. Again. Alright, we keep catching that. Mike, can you check the map? This is an overpass or a bridge. It looks like. We are checking the map right now to see where exactly we are. This is the Marshall. Oh, yeah. Oh, right over there. Yeah, you see, right? It's white, right? It's white. What is that? I don't know, dude. It's it's white though. Okay, now was that a car? Time out. Was that a car? No. Right, I have the camera on it this time. Whoa, whoa! You saw that? Right? Whoa! What is that, bro? You see that? What is that? It's blinking white. Dude, what the fuck is that, bro? It was white. So our reaction to this light was genuine because we are seeing something that we already kind of confirmed through Google real quick that fireflies are indeed yellow and green and we are seeing white lights. Now, the reason why we were so excited at this moment is we've been seeing them sporadically. Oddly enough, every time we went to do an EVP or record, that's when we would see the light. And the reports of Van Quilten Park are seeing strange lights. So we continued the investigation. We went under the underpass. We actually checked for homeless and were very safe about everything. Um, credit to the Bronx and Westchester border, this overpass was at the bottom of it, was the cleanest overpass I have seen in my years in the Bronx. Um, ventured a little further into the Westchester path and made our trip back. Now, upon returning, we kept doing some tests and trying to figure out what exactly these lights were because we wanted to know if we were seeing, in fact, something paranormal or we were seeing something that was not paranormal, that was something that can be explained. And it got to a point where when we were walking back, we, we conducted a couple more tests. We did a grid test. I had a, power, a, a high-powered mag light, which can extend to create a funnel of light to target something and see and spot as opposed to pushing it in and it lighting up the vast majority of an area. And nothing came across. We didn't see no kind of shadow figures or anything like that. But when we kept walking, my investigator Joey did see the light one more time. Let me see if this is the audio. No, this is not it. Um... Okay, so this is where we ended up coming to a conclusion on what we were witnessing. So here's a couple of audios for you guys to listen to. Just one second, I'm going to pull it up right now. And all this stuff can be viewed on my Instagram outlet, which is SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. If I could just scroll, it'd be really nice. 
Um, trying to pull this up right now for you so you can hear the audio of our discovery on what it could possibly be. Um, looking for it right now. Just bear with me. We are here on the trail at Van Cortland Park right now, and uh, it's pitch black as you can see. We caught two things. We caught what is said to happen here. We caught light appearing out of nowhere, I'm trying to see if it was a, light, a lightning bug or not. This light that I don't have on right now is basically from my flashlight. Um, That's what I'm saying. I saw. I, see, what what I saw with you was kind of yellow and green. What I saw before was was uh, was white. I saw. All right. So you're saying white too. So the first one that I saw was white. So we're coming to the conclusion where. We think it's strongly a, a a lightning bug, and we're coming to that that point where we're trying to really figure out, okay, what is it? What is it? And finally, I'm gonna play for you right now. All right, so right here, where I saw something, we're getting like a, a point one point. Okay, ready? Here we go. Oh, did you see? Yeah. So towards the end when we were actually walking back, Joey caught something knee level. We saw it as we were recording. And we turned our flashlights on to try to figure out, because it was right near us, what exactly it was. And it was, in fact, a firefly. So, we debunked that. Apparently, when a firefly is sitting on vegetation, on a leaf, or a flower, or a tree, when it's flying, you will see the green or yellow light. But when it's sitting on vegetation or something, for whatever science scientific reason, or Biology, uh, a biology lesson from someone out there that might be a biologist because it's something in chemically in the firefly that makes them illuminate. When it's sitting on something, it will turn the light or reflect white. So what we are seeing on that trail was in fact lightning bugs, but illuminating off a surface to be white, which in my opinion and my group's opinion can debunk the claims of seeing white lights at Van Cortland Park. They were bright. They were quarter dollar size or a small baby fist size, which could make people think that something is going on when in fact it is something that is an insect that it can illuminate and bounce off the surface and appear white. However, in some areas around the United States and the world, there are bowls of light that are seen in the forest and can in fact not be uh, scientifically um, 
conclusive on what it is. There's, it's all over the United States. There's these lights, and they're a lot bigger than what we were seeing. But we, in fact, debunked the light thread and reports um, at Van Cortlandt Park. Now, the rest of the investigation, we didn't come across the cemetery or burial ground. In the YouTube video I was telling you about, these kids did find it. I think we walked in the opposite direction of it. Um, we plan on going back. We picked a perfect night to go, by the way, because last Saturday on the 18th, um, New York City weather, it was super cool. It was cold. It was not cold, but it was cool. It felt like a late September night, and it was perfect weather. And um, a couple of my members said they did want to go back, or at least my friend Mike did. And um, I'm okay with returning, but, you know, as an investigator, you go to debunk and, and figure out what's going on. And, of course, you want to catch something paranormal. So does everybody out there that's involved with it. But we didn't experience anything. Now, I recorded about six EVPs and I went through them. And they were anywhere from a minute to four minutes long. I didn't hear anything. And because of the traffic that was very close by the parkway, um, you can hear motorcycles. Um, you can hear cars. You can hear you know, the brakes. You can hear all that. So... Getting an EVP out there would have been impossible regardless, but we I listened closely, didn't get any EVPs. No shadow figures. One photo of something that I, on the back of my jeans, which is on my social media outlet on Instagram, that was slightly odd, but because I was wearing Air Maxes, there's kind of like reflective material on the Air Max that can probably cause that when a flash goes off. So all in all, we unfortunately didn't catch anything paranormal at Van Cortlandt Park. Um, we will try to return to see if the second time, or this would actually technically be the third time's the charm, um, via other reports on social media and Instagram threads and threads on Reddit, the manor that is there that housed the Van Cortlandt family and slaves apparently from other signs dating back 50 to... Yeah, about 50 to maybe 80 years prior to the 1800s was a plantation and slaves were housed there. Um, the people that take care of Van Cortlandt Manor, the park, don't want to be involved with paranormal. So it doesn't even, don't even try to attempt, I wouldn't even try to attempt to reach out to them to try to investigate. I don't think we would be successful. Many other groups tried and failed. Um but we will return at some point to give a third look and final look. But um, there was nothing paranormal that night. We didn't experience anything. We had the EMF meters. We had thermometers. We had cameras going off. Three different people recording. All three of us caught nothing and there was nothing on the EVPs. But we're back as this episode is titled. We are back. The IUH is back and we are looking into... Other investigations, I'm looking into getting an investigation at Tappan 76, which the owners were very responsive and pro-paranormal, trying to set something up with them. There is a, um, another mansion that I've been hearing a lot of stories of um, that I haven't researched yet, but people say there's a lot of weird things. My wife was one who told me. Uh, we were driving near there yesterday, and she mentioned it to me, and a couple of other people I spoke to said that it's freaky. And I'm going to look into the details of the mansion um, in this coming week and try to set something up where I can research online and possibly go there because we are very local. And 
when, like I said, when it comes to these things, people are either cooperative or they will shut you down right away via an email or phone call. I emailed a Long Island webpage for a asylum that's out there apparently. Um, didn't hear anything back. So the next step would try to be a phone call. That would be pretty cool. Asylums, we've never done that. And um, crazy things happen in asylum, especially the ones that were built in you know, the early 1900s, uh, late 1800s. Um, our group is back. We're ready to go. Putting some money aside for some better equipment, some frames to hold the phones to record steadier and lights for us to record in the dark. Um, Thermavision, some night vision stuff. Um, we're excited. We have a group, not the same group that I once had, um, some older members and uh, some new members, Claudio and Joey. And uh, we're looking forward to not only going on investigations, but finding things and sharing it via my Instagram page and this podcast. So that concludes the Say What Again Billy podcast. I hope you enjoyed the findings and story of the investigation. If you have a paranormal anomaly or something odd going on, feel free to direct message me on my social media outlet, SWAB underscore podcast which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast. Um, If you have anything weird and strange going on, go on there and DM me and tell me about it and we'll see what we can do. Um, I'd like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to have this paranormal podcast and talk to you about our latest investigation. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's by Spotify and it is completely free to get your podcasting idea out there, giving you all the tools you need and the outlets to air them on such as Apple Podcast and Spotify. So Anchor, thank you. And thanks for everybody for listening in. This has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.